Strange Stuff Sideshow. Stuff you might not know. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Strange Stuff Sideshow with me, your host, Kat Clifford, and my co-host, Emily Peake. Um, we are going to do this podcast about basically just all manner of strange things from cryptozoology to the paranormal to UFOs to aliens to strange occurrences, whatever tickles our fancy or that we can find some interesting information on. So yeah, this is the first episode, so we hope you enjoy it and we hope we don't mess it up too much and hopefully you don't have to sit editing it for hours so um yeah if we make some mistakes you know why and yeah without that uh let's get going um so what a strange strange thing have you got to tell me about um okay so i am more into more like i don't know alien spiritual things than cat is um so my stuff might be a little bit different um, but either way, um, what I did today, this week was, um, astral projection, aka mm. out-of-body experiences. So, um, I had heard a lot about this, just, like, YouTube videos and conspiracy theories and all those good things that it comes into, but nobody really actually talks about it a lot, um, and it's something that, like, people know about, but no one really actually, like, dives into. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I looked into it a little bit more... So there's actually two different types. There's the involuntary, and then there's the intentional. Oh, okay. I didn't actually know that. That's yeah. interesting. So the involuntary is, like, near-death experiences. So mm-hmm. um, one good example, um, when the first time I heard about this was in high school, I had a teacher. Um, he was my Native Studies teacher, and he said that uh, one time he got into a car accident and in this, like, Harkston, he was, like, almost dead. He had, like, rolled over, like, six times. Like, just devastating Harkston. And he said that he saw his father um, and that um, his father spoke to him and essentially, like, told him to come back to his body. And so he came back to his body. And then at that point in time, um, because he had, like, had his life flash before his eyes mm-hmm. and what a lot of people talk about, um, he decided to change his life. Um, and a lot of people call this the ego death. Mm -hmm. Um, so essentially, like, you, your, what you think your existence in life is, Mm -hmm. is not actually that, it's something bigger, and something more, um, and so then once you, you know, realize that, you can actually expand into this bigger universe that people don't talk about, because they try to keep you, I say, like, in a little box is what they say, so, and then there's the other type, which is the intentional, which, um, is more the actual projection, Mm -hmm. so, um, this is when you're actually actively trying to do something like that. Um, so you can do it in a couple different ways. Um, the main one is uh, meditation. So you can tune into a higher vibrational consciousness um, just by like meditating, um, focusing your attention into astral projection. Um, so a lot of people talk about this as in like a chord, um, like when you're traveling. So if you've ever seen like Donnie Darko, it's probably the best example of like that cord because like people think it's a string but it's probably like more it like a like your navel right that's yeah. why it's kind of like your belly button like an umbilical cord yeah so they have different like um examples of what it like looks like but i think that's probably the most realistic to something that actually could be you know what it would look like mm-hmm. um and so you want this cord because essentially it protects yourself as you're actual projecting mm-hmm. um 
And another way is lucid dreams. So um, this one here is intentional, but it's also kind of involuntary at the same time. Um, you are actively doing it, but it's your subconscious that's actively doing it. Um, so it's essentially like you're f feeling like you're floating outside of your body. Um, it's an altered perception of the world, such as like looking down from like a height to yourself or at other people or flying. Um, and yes, you can be feeling like um, a lot of people will explain it like when they're in hospitals and they're about to die and they'll see their body. So um, that's also considered lucid dreams. And then um, it's just like a sense of uh, what's happening is very real, um, that like you are able in control of it and it doesn't feel like it's like a, it's outside of you. You feel like you're actually doing it. It's not like, oh, did that happen? I don't think a lot of people question it. They just say it happened, but they don't know why it happened, but no one questions, oh, did it actually happen? So, yeah. Well, that's um, actually with what you were just saying on the last thing about people in hospital rooms. Yeah. There is a guy who's done a study on NDEs, on near-death experiences in hospitals, where he has put um, photos facing the ceiling up on, like, high shelves in hospital rooms, mm -hmm. where in the rooms especially uh, terminally ill patients who, like, agreed to it or whatever, or they don't know. I'm not really sure. Don't know. <laughs> anyway, they put these photos there, and then when people say that that happened to them, then he'll ask them to describe the hospital room, and a lot of them actually say they did see the photo. But they don't know it's there. Yes. So that answers what I was trying to work out before. So, yeah. Yeah, so, like, no one actually is like, oh, this didn't happen. Mm -hmm. They just can't explain why it happens. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they can't prove, like, what is going on. But I don't think anybody actually questions that this happens. Most people just either say it's a miracle, say it's, like, you know, science, say that, like, maybe it's something in your brain. Mm -hmm. But they know it's real. They just can't explain it. Yeah, it's super interesting. I read, a, like, a whole book on NDDs. I was, like, obsessed with it when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like, like a proper, like, medical book. Yeah. Uh, that's how I read about that experiment. And all, but it was all because my nan had had a near-death experience when she was 14, where she was swimming in a river with her sister and her cousin, but her cousin couldn't swim. So she got her in the, like, death grip and dragged mm -hmm. her underwater and was yeah. using her to, like, pushing her down to stay afloat. And then my nan said, so she was, like, struggling and then she, like, blacked out or whatever. And then she was climbing up this brick wall and then she was standing in a field and, like, her mum who was dead and, like, loads of her dead relatives were on the other side of a river and they were like, turn around. And she was like, no, I want to hang out with you guys. And they were like, no, go back. And then she felt like she got punched in the side. Mm -hmm. And it was her uncle had jumped in and was kicking her across the bottom because the current was too strong to dive down and get her. And she actually had, like, that thing, as it, like, where you're, like, coughing up water, like, the next day and stuff. So she nearly Ooh, died. Like, geez. But, yeah, I mean, she could have died from that. That's the thing now, secondary drowning, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is just fucked. But, yeah. Well, um, I was looking into this, and, like, scientists try to explain near-death experiences mm -hmm. and what happens, and actually my teacher, who this happened to, yeah. he looked into this, because yeah. he's like, I, as, like, an indigenous man, I believe that this is real and true mm -hmm. and something had happened. He's like, but also, I'm curious to see if there's any kind of, like, explanation. Yeah. And, yeah, so I guess, like, they were trying to explain that there's a certain, like, chemical that, like, floods your brain. DMT. Yeah, that, like, essentially causes it, but, like, 
doesn't mean that's not real and doesn't mean that DMT is not something else. Like, well, it's weird because people often, when they um, take DMT, like recre- recreationally or for yeah. like a shamanic journey, whatever they're using it for, they talk about say like the same things. A lot of them talk about like the mechanical elves, which like make everything and control things and like. I don't know, it's just weird. I don't know why people would all see... Like, you could say they all see the same thing because of the chemical reaction causes them to see that, but yeah. it doesn't make sense. Uh, like, if it's just based on your life experience, that you would see the same thing. It feels like it's something outside of your life experience. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. You know? Like, there is a partial explanation, but I don't think anybody would be like, oh, that's the full explanation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... But I also thought it was interesting, like, I don't know if you came across this or you've heard of it before and you're looking it up, um, the um, the military experiments that they did with astral projection. Hmm. And they did a thing, remote viewing, which is obviously what you do when you deliberately meditate to astrally project. Yeah. They actually made that film about it, Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, yeah. But that's a real military thing that they had. They had uh, a group of, like, I'm sure they've done this in more than the American army but they obviously release more of their information than other armies after a certain amount of time but they had them actually working on things like they were remote viewing there was a one case that they did was a helicopter went down in a jungle Mm -hmm. not sure where potentially africa somewhere um but yeah or and uh, the helicopter went down and they remote viewed it and found it which is that's really cool yeah so like if the military is doing it, like, if they were doing that, and I'm pretty sure that was, like, the 60s or 70s, because they were using, I'm pretty sure they were also using acid to help them do it. Yeah. Well, at least in the film, but I'm pretty sure everyone was on acid at the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, if they were doing that then, and it was working, what the fuck are they doing now? Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I know. It's in all these, like, sci-fi movies and all of these TV shows, and they just, mm-hmm. they just show that all the time, but... Honestly, I think that there is more to it. I think a lot of people just are afraid because you do need to be, like, protective of yourself because once you get outside of your body, don't people don't know what percussions, like, what's going to happen to you. Well, yeah, I've, I've definitely heard stories of people actually projecting and then coming back to their bodies and there's been, like, a demonic entity, like, trying yeah. to get in, yeah. which scares the fuck out of me because I actually had like an existential crisis when I was about 27 (laughs) and I literally I couldn't stop crying I got really depressed a part of it was giving up smoking that did not help but then I taught myself astral projection because I read into it and I read a lot about lucid dreaming and that and and it did help but I was always too scared to go very far and then I kind of just stopped doing it once I felt better yeah like I don't know it just it freaks me out leaving my body unattended yeah it it doesn't really scare me so much as I think that I might have more things to worry about in my day-to-day life if I do do it like like is there gonna be am I gonna have to fight some kind of like spiritual army like am I going to be signing myself up for something <laughs> that I just don't have time for nor do I want to do because like uh-huh. a lot of people do it just for fun and they're like I just want to see what it's like but then like are you actually going to be putting yourself into a situation that is more than what you think it is mm-hmm. especially if you have no one around you to guide you or to be with you in this situation and you're just kind of doing it on your own in your bedroom like that's something I feel like I've read 
Or maybe I'm just thinking of a TV show that, that a lot of people do it with someone watching their body. Because they kind of make a reference to it in fucking the new Sabrina, where mm-hmm. they like project into like a different area. Yeah. And like, but like if they stay there too long, these birds come. They're like, you means you can get trapped outside your body or whatever. I, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I would assume you wouldn't want to be outside for too long. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you might get like an existential crisis where like your, your mind would eventually not want to go back. Mm-hmm. Might not remember it. If you, like, leave for too long, are you going to break that cord? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like, think that people say the cord can't break, but who knows? Well, but it might not be able to be broken by other things, but you might be able to sever that one time. Because think about it, like, near-death experiences. Mm-hmm. They're essentially, they're the core that's connecting them back to their body, mm-hmm. but they can choose to leave this earth. So it could mm-hmm. be in the same situation where if your astral projection just for fun and you accidentally die mm-hmm. because you just don't come back. Interesting. You know what I mean? So you have to be, you have to think about those so things. what do you think of, um, well, you mentioned lucid dreaming as well. So do you think lucid dreaming is you're astrally projecting into a different dimension or reality outside of this one? Oh, that's really hard. Um, it probably is. It would make the most sense because, like, a lot of people say that our dimension, like, you can essentially do whatever you want within it, but, like, I don't see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't see a lot of people just doing whatever, like, um, like miracles happen, but I feel like there probably is more um, to explore in another dimension. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's as hard to get to as people probably think so. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that it would be in another dimension where you would have more possibilities mm-hmm. with what you're doing. And even people always talk about, like, the veil at night. Mm-hmm. And is, you know, thinner. And who knows if that veil is not another dimension. So when you're sleeping, um, it's actually easier to get to the other dimension. Yeah. Or potentially even, like, past or future times in this dimension that yes. we don't. And what um, what about... Um, I know I've read into this a lot because I'm really interested in, like, lycanthropy and therianthropes and... Um, people changing into animals and actually astral projection comes up a lot in that yeah like when you read about like um ways to become a werewolf or whatever whatever like that you actually find that there's a lot of reference like in like really old school like writings to uh people becoming werewolves by project astrally projecting themselves into like wild animals not necessarily always wolves like wolves bears crows and stuff so they can see astrally um so like it feels like this has been going on for like a really long time that is an interesting concept because i read this book series i Mm -hmm. think it might be by Stephanie Meyer, the one who does Twilight. Mm-hmm. Not entirely sure. But anyways, it's a dystopian book, and these people can go and their spirits can essentially be transferred. Mm-hmm. But this one um, body accidentally gets two spirits in it, yeah. and it, it fights within itself. Um, and it just becomes... It's just too... Not, not enough room. Yeah. So I would think that if you're in... Your spirit goes into an animal, I could imagine that it would be very uncomfortable. Because animals also have spirits. Yeah. Would Like, are you pushing it out? Or are you giving it the spirit in your body? Would you think that that's why 
traditionally werewolves are really like conflicted well exactly because it could be the animal fighting the human of you inside of you Mm -hmm. which is essentially kind of what the hulk is the Hulk, the Hulk is essentially the concept of, like, you know, two entities yes. in one body fighting. Well, that's the, that is the whole concept of, like, lycanthropy and all of those things. It's like yeah. the beast within, right? Because yeah. we're a civilized people, but mm-hmm. but are we supposed to be? Like, there's this animalistic instinct that's always trying to come out. Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be really interesting to actually look into stories on that mm. and then do a whole thing. On we could do a, a definitely do a second episode to this. Maybe like in a like come back to it and revisit it with some more. Well, more there's ideas. a lot about it, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> we've only been talking about it for like what ten minutes, and yeah. we've covered a a lot of ground. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm intrigued. It's very, very interesting. I think, like, we did used to have the knowledge, like, everyone had the knowledge to do this. Mm-hmm. Because even if you think about things like, um, like, Merkabas and... Oh, do, just there's so many things that could relate to it in, like... <laughs> thinking about them, thinking about the pyramids and how, like, they're always wondering, like... Or, like, um, the different shapes that they put into, like, crops or, like, different formations mm-hmm. into the world. And they're like, how were they able to see what it looked like from above mm-hmm. if it wasn't mm-hmm. alien? So it could be, like, remote viewing or projected whatever. Projected to the top, yeah. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, so hey, you guys, sense. it looks good. Maybe the nose needs a little bit of carving, you know? That's interesting. I yeah. I've never really thought of that. That's mm-hmm. very intriguing. And it would make sense, like, why they could, like... It would be handy for so many reasons. You could get your path from where you're going to where you're, you know, coming from and what the easiest route would be. Instead of having to, like, look at a mountain and be like, I hope I can go around this, you could actually project up and be like, oh, there's, like, a river over here that we can canoe down. Mm. There'd be a lot of practical And I guess, like, not great, but, but, you know, a thing that is very connected to our history is war tactics in war, remote viewing battlefields or anything like that. And that's also interesting because you can link that to like there's like Celtic legends and like Norse I believe as well uh, that like talk about uh, it's obviously to do with like death and like people coming to pick up the like the heroes of war but like they talk about like the spirits and that flying over the battlefield yeah. to like you know pick up the dead souls or whatever but what if that's also in relation to like some people remote viewing it like you don't know because things get twisted and changed over time right yeah. and people don't really know much about it so they probably would have just like thought they were speaking about something else and just used the wrong terminology yeah well there's that as well yeah changes in language so this is very interesting mm-hmm you're going to be thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is very much less... Um, I don't know. That there are a few connections, which I'll talk about, which I was trying not to mention in this, but they could be related to it. So, um, yeah, that's definitely some food for thought right there. And uh, Let me just find what I'm talking about, which is completely... <laughs> different um today i'm talking about the jersey devil mm-hmm. do you know anything about this you probably have spoken about it but <laughs> have i listened probably not 
No. So you have no idea. No. You're going into this completely blind. My guess is New Jersey has something to do with it. That is a very <laughs> keen, investigative, detective mind you have there. Thank you. Um, okay, so I'm just going to start from the beginning. So, so a lot of cryptozoologists don't really believe in the Jersey Devil because it's just such a weird creature and it has a lot of folklore tied up into it. So it's kind of like an anomaly. Like, I think some people do believe in it, but they don't really know what it is. It's like a whole bag of mixed things. There's been, like, hoaxes of it. Like, okay, let me just... Basically, the Jersey Devil is described as a bipedal, kangaroo-esque creature with a horse or a goat-like head, bat wings, horns, small little teeny arms like a T-Rex with little clawed hands. I'm doing the motion of a T-Rex, but you can't see that. Uh, Cloven hoofs and a forked tail. And it's often reported as also like a man, like this mad screaming sound, like blood-curling scream. This just sounds like a child (laughs) drew it on a piece of paper. Like it. And then you look at a picture of this thing. You know that game where you can, like, everybody takes a turn drawing a piece of a body <laughs> and then folding it it's so that the other people can't see it and then you, like, pull it apart and it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like bean. That's what it sounds like. It's literally the cryptozoological equivalent of that. Yes, it's fucking ugly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, that's the thing. So, I feel like you're not with me in believing that this is some sort of real entity or, well, or creature at the moment. Where did this come from? Like, when did it first start? Okay. So, there's two versions. So, there's a folklorish version of where it came from. And then there's, like, a theory on the real version it came from. So, I'll tell you the folklore version first. Mm-hmm. So, the folklore version is in 1735... In the New Jersey Pine Barrens, uh, Deborah Leeds, or, or who is also known as Mother Leeds, also the Jersey Devil is sometimes known as the Leeds Devil as well. So she apparently had 12 children and she's married to the town drunk and she finds out that she's pregnant again. <laughs> It sounds like, already, like, she just had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> no, I mean, you fucking would, right? So she so she apparently, she finds out she's pregnant again. She's already got 12 kids running around and a drunk husband. Yep. And she she's exasperated and, and they say she screams out when she finds out she's pregnant. Let it be a devil or let the devil take it or something to that effect. <laughs> it changes in different stories. Uh, some people, uh, some people claim also that she was a, a witch and that the child's true father is the devil himself. So that's just another little addition to the tale. Anyway, so this happens and she's like cursed the child basically. And, uh, so later on she goes into labour and obviously it's in a massive rain and thunderstorm is raging outside. It's Hard. night. It's probably either midnight or three in the morning, I would assume. Gotta be. Uh, in her little tiny house and all the kids and the husband are hiding in the next room because they know she cursed the child. <laughs> and uh, so she, so the, the child is born and it's just a normal, beautiful 13th, 
13th baby. And then it suddenly transforms and it kills its mum and the midwife and then attacks all his brothers and sisters and his dad and murders some of them, maims others, and then it just flies up the chimney and off into the forest of the Pine Barrens and that's where it's lived ever since. So uh, that's the folklore. Doesn't seem like it helped her to curse it. Well, no, I, 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 I read this story and the different versions of it, and I always am like, well, why did she curse it? Like, why did she feel the yeah. need to do that? Like, this is going to help my life so much. <laughs> There's a devil involved. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. She definitely had a hard life, put it that way. Now, that's the folklore uh, of the original story of it coming into existence. Well, this is the potential real story of the Jersey Devil and where the, the legend came from. So apparently there was a guy called Daniel Leeds and he was a Quaker in this area and he had nine kids, so not quite 12. And in 1687, he published, um, he published almanacs and they contained astrological symbols and writings and he was a Quaker, right? So he, so he was using basically as astrology to 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 help him like plan his almanac, which is a farmer's calendar. If you don't know, no, yeah, I know what it yeah, is. Yeah, but he started that, or he just like no, like it was it was he was an almanac maker. Okay, I, I think it, it. To be fair, those are freaking accurate. Yeah, and they are like they're amazing. I, I don't know how. Well, I know. I Well, I did snow shoveling this winter, hey, and you were just telling me what days it was going to snow from a fucking almanac. Yeah. And I was like, are we in the so 1600s? I know. It's pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Like, you would think that, like, the weather network would just start, you know, <laughs> using that because I feel like it's a lot more accurate. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Like, it has been spot on. It's ridiculous how spot on it's been. Mm-hmm. I mean, with that and the the groundhog, you can never be wrong. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Good old groundhog. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, so so obviously, so the the Quakers, his fellow Quakers were like, nah, this, this astrology is not for us. This is far too fucking pagan, right? They're like, this is blasphemy. And we're going to censor your almanacs and we're going to destroy them because, nah, too heebie-jeebie, scary, spooky demon for (laughs) us, right? So, but he was like, nah, fuck yeah. And instead, he just carried on writing them and he actually got more interested and became more fascinated with Christian occultism, Christian mysticism, cosmology, demonology, angelology, and natural magic. And he actually converted to Anglicism because I think they were a bit less strict. Mm. Um, so, and he, he also aligned himself with the British monarchy, which weren't too popular at this time in America. And basically he was branded as evil by the local Quaker community. That's a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So later, his son... Titan, what what a name! That's a good name, that's a good strong name. <laughs> it's a good strong fat son name. Yeah. I've got one son called Titan. I've got one son who's running around looking like a child's drawing in the Pine Barrens. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so yes, his son Titan later inherited his almanac business from his dad, and 
the, the basically the Leeds Almanac eventually came into competition with almanacs made by none other than a young Benjamin Franklin. Wow. Yeah, pretty weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, Benjamin Franklin is pretty weird in himself. To be frank, I have no idea anything about him. Well, there's the whole, like, traditional thing about him putting a key on a kite, yes. and, right? That's but about it, yeah. there's also a whole bunch of fucked up shit, like... Uh, like the fact that he was part of like a satanic sex club. Oh, great! <laughs> and <laughs> Super. Isn't so, he on like a hundred dollar bill or something? He is indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard recently that he also uh, a house he used to live in. They found like a bunch of dead bodies underneath it. To be fair, if he looked the way that people portray him to look, I could see. <laughs> he does look like a serial killer. You put some right? like seventies like uh what yeah. are they like handlebar glasses with like a bit of a tinge and he, on and them. He looks like the guy down the street your mom tells you not to go near. <laughs> yeah. I know. Also kind of just think of him as Danny DeVito in my head. Like I just see Danny DeVito in that episode of Always Sunny where he ends up getting scalped and he wears like a skunk on his head. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> So, Benjamin Franklin's writing these almanacs, Titan Leeds is writing these almanacs, and then in an attempt to boost sales of his own almanac, uh, Poor Richard's Almanac was the name of Ben Franklin's almanac, I have no idea why. Anyway, so he basically did an old school form of trolling, and uh, so he trolled Titan Leeds and used... His own, like Benjamin Franklin, used his own almanac to predict Titan's death in a few months' time. Ballsy. Mhm, mhm. Titan was, like, you know, offended by this, and he branded Benjamin Franklin a fool and a liar. <laughs> Very harsh, strong words coming from the strong <laughs> name Titan leads there. And <laughs> so Benjamin Franklin retaliated with another troll. And after the date of his prediction where he said Titan was going to die, he he basically mocked Titan saying he must be a ghost now. As he'd obviously died on the date that Benjamin Franklin had predicted. This just sounds like two children <laughs> on the... Right? Like, like, it's, it's like the comments section on a YouTube video. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a ghost. <laughs> right? This guy later became president, right? I was he a president? I mean, he, he was he definitely just, high up in government. I mean, he just signed the... De- I, good. Don't let that be honest. This is a Brit and a Canadian. <laughs> right? Yeah, we have both. We don't have history. <laughs> I can tell you some stuff. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. So, basically that happened. Anyway... So, um, so when Titan actually died, like, Benjamin Franklin, like, can continued this joke that Titan's ghost was like in contact with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically like this kind of a cult link is something where people think the legend might have come from, like and the idea that the Leeds family were like either cursed or like, you know, spooky, spooky bastards. Yeah. Um uh, some people also say so the Leeds family crest had a wyvern in it, which is like a dragon sort of creature. And then some people are like, it was actually featured on the, I think on the like front cover or whatever, some of the almanacs. 
And so people were like, oh, whoa, look, they've got the Jersey Devil in their family crest. Or, I don't know, something like that. To be fair, they kind of deserve that. It's, it's, sorry to all the Americans, but it's very, like, they're very proud people. And they love to put their own names and their own whatever on their stuff. <laughs> so for them to get made fun of for that is kind of their own doing. Yes. Don't put your stuff on your stuff if you don't want it to be made fun don't of. Don't be a ghost son <laughs> of a crazy occultist man getting a fight with Benjamin Franklin and then put a dragon on your arm. Yes, and thinking everything is be PG key. <laughs> I know. PG fucking. Everyone will just accept this. <laughs> Anyway, so the story continues. So this is the or this is the origins of the Jersey Devil. But so obviously, just this weird fight between Benjamin Franklin and this random man. Why are we still talking about it today? <laughs> Why is it still a thing? Um, so a continuation of those stories is that potentially this isn't like no one has like can guarantee this happened but it said that in 1740 the town actually brought in a minister like the town where the devil was apparently born brought in a minister to banish the devil with an exorcism i don't know why i guess it was haunting the town or screaming around in the woods or whatever so there's no incidences they just brought in this i don't know i i i'm assuming maybe there's some eyewitness accounts from them but I couldn't seem to find any looking this up I so. feel like back in the past they would just do things because somebody said something and then it got blown out of proportion and oh. they're like bring in a minister come on I mean dude they used to like put fucking skeletons on the ground and shove fucking stakes through their mouth just in case they were vampires yeah so anyway but there are sightings of it now, the most interesting one actually happened in 1909, and it was super weird because there were, like, hundreds of reports from different people in the area of seeing some sort of fucking creature. At the same time? Yes, over, I think it was over six days. Wow. Uh, no, maybe eight days. I think it's uh, January 16th to 23rd or 24th. Um... Okay, so there were reports from all over the Delaware Valley, which is in the area, of strange footprints in the snow, and they, like, went over, like, and under fences. They were in fields, like, farmers' fields. They were on rooftops. There were even um, reports of them, like, inside the big cities in the area, Camden and Philadelphia. Um, It got so bad that children were actually... They weren't going to school, like, the school shut down and workers were refusing to go to, to work for fear of being attacked by the creature. They took bloodhounds out to track the creature and they refused to follow, f- follow the, creature's cr- uh, the creature's trail. Yeah. Um, like, they just were too freaked out and wouldn't follow it anymore. Um, eyewitnesses spotted the beast in Camden, Bristol, Pennsylvania, and in cities police actually shot at it but like nothing happened with that so like you're like you're already starting to get you're getting a lot of people and you're talking like credible witnesses like police officers and yeah you know uh a few days after that it was seen in Haddon Heights and it terrorized like an entire trolley car full of people and they all reported seeing it yeah um 
And then it had erected Carrington and it uh, apparently attacked like a, a meeting of a social club late at night. Um, and then it attacked another trolley full of people. No, it didn't attack it, sorry. It like ran across like the tracks in front of it. Uh, then it was seen on the roof of a house, but this witness said it looked like an ostrich. Uh, then firefighters saw it and tried to like spray it with their hose. right but then it just attacked them and flew off uh a royal naval commander shot at it with a cannon and apparently hit it with a cannonball but nothing happened like it was a direct hit but like the creature was just fine and then at the same time all this mad shit is going on and you're getting all these eyewitness reports there's like also like multiple reports of animals being slaughtered in the area so I find this interesting. I'm sitting there thinking about like motive. Like, what is the motive? Is it trying to eat? Is it stealing something? Like, has it lost its mind? Like, did it have mad cow disease and lost <laughs> its mind? Well, it slaughtered the mad cow and then it went on a rampage. Well, so I'm wondering, cause it's <laughs> because it's only in a short period of time, but it's so many sightings. Yeah, it's super weird. It could, if it's whatever the fuck they're seeing, because I don't know if it's the devil or if it's something else, Sounds like an animal, like, that has, like, rabies. Yes. Or, like, some sort of, like, brain-eating disease. Yeah. If it, like, for any animal. Like, because any animal can do that, go on, like, a rampage. Yeah. But you're right, I didn't even really think of that. It does kind of seem like, if it is something... So it's one or two things, it seems like either there's a motive and something, it just lost its mind for those eight days and then eventually died, or the fact that, like, somebody had accounted for something and then everyone else either made a joke out of it mm-hmm. or just wanted the attention as well that everybody just started making up these funny well, like the firefighters you know with the hose and, and, out and I was like, like everybody and their dog was like involved in this you know like the navel like like everybody <laughs> yeah no it's super weird but then was it like mass hysteria exactly like, like did they all think they saw a shadow yeah. and then and then make a huge story out of it so i feel like once there was more than one report then everyone who sees anything weird at night is like it's fine it's just devil right but like or is it something like they are actually seeing something I is think, it an interdimensional something i think they did see something but it is weird that it's only in that short spurt with so many sightings mm-hmm I wonder if even, like... Like, where did it go afterwards, and where did it come from? Because, like, is it, like, was it a baby, but then, like, where are the parents? And or is it a mother that's lost its baby, and that's why it's on a rampage? Did someone kill its baby? Well, the thing is, like, was it the government that found it and then yeah. and stole its baby, so it went and slaughtered a bunch of people? Like, there has to be some kind uh-huh. of, like, normal motive. Yeah. I don't... I also forgot, there was a saying between... That, that I found between uh, the original thing and, and this one, mm-hmm. which was that Napoleon Bonaparte's brother, Joseph, actually found, saw tracks of the creature and saw it. Interesting. Mm. So it is possible that there was, it was kind of living its life, yeah. and then they tried to intercept, and then they were getting too involved, whoever was trying to track it, mm. and then it lost it, because it was like, can you just, like, F off? <laughs> 
I'm gonna kill all of you if you don't like you don't stop Ooh, messing with what us. What if what they were seeing was an extraterrestrial or something? Like it could be anything that all these people saw. Correct. Or it could even be like a mass like hallucination. Like what if there was something wrong in the water or something in the air or some sort of weird government testing? Because like, yeah, because the 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 U.S. government, I'm pretty sure. Spray, like, we're driving around in the 60s in a taxi cab in New York, spraying out, like, acid just to see what would happen to people. Yeah. So who the fuck knows? Maybe they put something in this, like, particular area's water supply. Yeah. And then they're like, well, everyone says anything, we'll just blame it on the Jersey Devil. Right? (laughs) That's the first thing I thought about when you were telling me dates. I was like, oh, was there any wars? Was there anything going on at that point in time? Because I'm like, you know, that's generally the time when, like, you know, everyone's focused on this. Mm-hmm. We can just mess around with this. Yeah, well, you don't know. They could have been anything. They could have been pushing something through in government. Yes. Like a lot. Or, or just testing drugs because they don't know what the heck Oh, maybe that is the fucking devil thing. They were like, oh, this is a good area to, like, bring something through from another dimension or whatever yeah. fucking weird studies that they do. a lot of weird things do happen in Jersey. <laughs> that is kind of like, they have, like, I think since, like, the U.S. was, like, created, that was kind of, like, the place where, like, nobody really wanted to go to, and still, like, everyone kind of, like, oh, it's New Jersey, and, like, <laughs> it's kind of still seen as, like, the backyard of, like, you know. Like New York or whatever, Yeah, I like, guess. it's, like, the place that, like, people go to, but, like, no one really takes it seriously. Well, I want to go there now. They have all this yeah. weird shit going on. And that's the thing. It's, like, I don't think it's that terrible a place. I think they kind of just dumped on it for so many years, mm-hmm. and they're probably just, like, yeah. Let's just put it there. No one really cares about New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to actually look into, like, if there's, like, military bases in that area or mm-hmm. something. We yeah. should maybe revisit this entire episode yeah. at some point. Um, so, yeah. So, other eyewitness accounts after this huge, random, fucking multiple sighting thing. So, in 1927... A taxi driver said the devil attacked his car. Apparently he loves attacking vehicles for some reason. I don't know what that is all about. Um, in the 1960s, there were reports of blood-curdling screams coming from, uh, by, reported by residents of Mary's Landing. Don't know if that was a devil. That could have been fucking anything. Yeah. Could have been a person. Could have been a fox. Foxes make the most horrendous noises. Um, 1972, a woman reported seeing a huge creature behind her car with haunches and a big, like, head. I don't know. Doesn't really seem like it matches those descriptions. Again, could have been anything. Could have been fucking Sasquatch or something instead. There could be, like, a million species out there in the universe in different dimensions on Earth. I was going to say, the Pine Barrens, maybe they're just like a fucking, you know, like the Hellmouth in Buffy, like an interdimensional area that things come through because the veil's thinner there. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes it could be that something accidentally came through and I was like, what the hell is this world? Yeah. What are these machines? Ah! Attack it! it! Yeah. Well, you, or, you know, like, how back in the day, like, if you look at, like, medieval shit and anything before that, there's all these mystical monsters and that. Well, what if it just came for a time slip from one of those times? What if they did exist in the past, we murdered them all, as we are so wanting to do as a race, yes. and then it's, like, gone for a time slip where it was just, like, jamming, and then there's all these fucking motor vehicles, and it's like, what the shit? And it goes on a rampage. Yeah. 
Um, okay. So, what else have we got? <laughs> 1980, there were reports from a chief forest ranger of a bunch of pigs being mutilated, but there were no tracks found in the area to identify the predator. So they're like, oh, the Jersey Devil flies. That's about as much of a link as that has. <laughs> uh, 1993, a second forest ranger reported a creature around six foot tall, which walked out of the forest into the middle of the road in front of him, and he said this creature had thick black fur and horns. Sounds more just like the general devil. Yeah. <laughs> Not really sure there. So, like, kind of explanations of things it could be that aren't mystical, or that are, but like are theories or ideas. So, apparently, in like the local indigenous law of the area, the, the, the Pine Barrens is known as like the place of the dragon. So don't know if that's like a relation to something much older that's remembered there. Well, to be fair, you know how like dinosaurs not like were thing and like like there could be species or I don't know like leftover species that you know maybe back in the day weren't so crazy, but now we would not expect to see a dinosaur. Well, it's interesting what you say that, because the next thing on my list is that it is some sort of dinosaur that's living out there, because it's not a very populated area. Mm-hmm. If the indigenous people who were there before refer to it as the place of the dragon, there is actually a dragon which kind of fits quite closely to the description of the Jersey Devil, and that is a dimorphodon. Mm-hmm. It's a flying dinosaur, and it has a long, stiff tail and a large head. So, like, that horse head idea. And apparently that it was probably warm-blooded, which is interesting because it could explain how it would survive in, like, colder temperatures, right? Because it's not just a reptile. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't need to be warm all the time. So, I don't know. That's... Well, there are dinosaurs that have survived. Yeah. That are well, still birds living. are dinosaurs, basically. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like, crocodiles and, like, um... Those giant lizard dragons. Like monitor lizards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. those are monitor all... dragons. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Or yeah. potentially it is a dinosaur, and like we were just saying about a time slip, it came for a fucking time slip. Yeah. Um. So or I, there could have been a DNA, and once again, back to the government, they could have put it together, and then this one. <laughs> just not, let, another, let like, uh-oh. <laughs> murdered a bunch of people yeah. and escaped from a lab. Yeah. Yeah. You're not you're not wrong. Um, what else have we got? It's an undocumented species of bat, like a big bastard bat out Interesting, there. Interesting, yeah. Uh the other thing about bats is that it's a hammerhead bat and I don't know if you've ever seen a hammerhead bat. No. They are fucking weird looking. They're really cute. I think they're really cute, but they have like this weird long head. Maybe you have shown me this. I feel like I have. And I think you said it was cute, and I was like, oh, great. Super (laughs) cute. It looks kind of like a weird camel head. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Like a hammer, basically. Um, So there's a theory that they came over, because they also have, like, three feet wingspans, and they make, like, weird, like, loud honking noises, which I guess... I don't know if that's similar enough to a blood-curdling no. scream. I feel like if you saw that and then heard it, you probably wouldn't automatically think devil. You'd probably just laugh. <laughs> or, <laughs> or be like, 
I don't know, think of something else that wouldn't be your first thought. Yeah, I'm not really sure about that one. But it's it's an interesting theory, and that the idea is that they would have, like, been accidentally brought over on slave boats, is how they got into the fucking Pine Barrens, because they're actually native to Africa. Hmm. So, I don't know, it's an interesting, interesting theory. Uh, you also have sandhill cranes, which are, like, you do get them in the area. Uh... And they're a very large, tall bird with a long neck. And if you remember, I said about an someone said they look like an ostrich. Yeah. So maybe they were just seeing a fucking sandhill crane. I don't know if how scared people. I don't know if a whole community would have mass hysteria. I agree, over but that. the rest of this is. I mean, so it's a tall Unless it was bird, a, like an ugly looking version of it that like was all mutilated and <laughs> <laughs> zombie crane. Then, then yes, I could probably see why people would be like, oh god. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the description uh, just continues. They got the long legs. They've got wings. Their wings can be like a one point five meter wingspan. Uh, their bill is straight and longer than the head. In rare instances, they have attacked people. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm They're not like, sure. Are they nocturnal creatures? Because I'm assuming most of these attacks probably happen at night. Well, no, I think a lot of them actually happen in the day. Oh, I think okay. so, because because when I was looking through, I, I'm not sure, but when I was looking through yeah. the things, one of the things said, oh, specifically they attacked like a group at night. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what I think of that. And then there's one other thing that I was, I've heard a lot about recently. You know, when you get those coincidences where you haven't really heard of something or you've heard of it a long time ago and then suddenly it's in everything. You do this all the time. What? And I feel like it's not, like, a coincidence. I feel like you just watch the same episode <laughs> like two or three times in a week. And you're like, there it is again. And I'm like, yeah, because this is the same episode we watched a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> well, this is my theory, Okay. That I probably already mentioned to you, but, okay. So, do you know what a tulpa is? No. Okay. So, a tulpa, also known as a thought form, is an independent entity, and that's basically brought into existence by by you believing it is a thing. So, you, like, think about it, and then you bring it into existence by thinking about it in a very simplistic term so it's so like um so like it starts out like an imaginary friend you might have had as a child but we're not talking about your imaginary friend because that's creepy as shit that's for another episode yeah that is (laughs) for another episode that's there's a video with an arm around an imaginary person it scares the shit out of me but we'll talk about that another time (laughs) um so it like gains its own sentience um, and it may come about accidentally. Like, someone might even, like, think about it and accidentally bring something into it in existence. Uh, apparently the word comes from certain branches of Buddhism in which a tulpa is an object, usually a living creature, which is brought into existence by sure will and concentration. So I'm assuming kind of through meditation. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, a similar concept comes uh, comes from occultism in like the 19th century called an egregore and this is one this is like the same thing but it's produced by a group of people um and so yeah you're kind of like thinking about something and bringing it into existence and i guess it all relates into like 
what is it uh yeah like just like a lot of stuff you're basically creating something so so imagine one person or a group of people like read the jersey devil story and then they believe in it right yeah. the original story and then they're thinking about it and then that brings that creature into existence and then once it's existence and then more people see it more people believe in it and then it just spreads and then more and more people believe in it and it basically kind of gains its own it like it exists yeah because of all the people thinking about it and believing that it does exist to be fair i feel like that's most of the world and society well yeah like, i just thought it was an interesting thing because it just that one week thing just sounds so strange. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. That that would actually probably, to me, personally, would be the, the most, like, mm-hmm. valid explanation. Yeah. Um, just because I do, you know, like, I think that there's more to people's brains and to the world than what we... Mm-hmm. That we can walk our own reality with our minds. Yeah. And I think, like, because it is a lot of... There's a lot of incidences in the world where, like, people say it's either just like, oh, it just happened, or it was a coincidence, or it's a miracle, that things do happen because of collective consciousnesses mm-hmm. um, manifesting something of some sort. And I think that is, like, it has uh, something that has come up multiple times throughout history mm-hmm. um, that is not out of the realm of possibility. Well, who's to say that... What if 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 this original Daniel Leeds or this mother Leeds or whatever were actually into the occult, that they didn't like summon a demon or yeah. or bring an entity in through the power of thought or through magic or through whatever way, yeah. and it's just like kind of laid dormant for a long time or like appeared at random intervals, yeah. and then and then was brought back into existence later on where people could see it because because yeah someone read a story or someone to be fair humans have an innate um like idea that not if something bad is happening not to think about it mm-hmm. and why is it because it's tormenting them or is it because there is something that we've forgotten where we our our brain knows that if you put your concentration energy into onto it? something that is actually going to make it worse because when people see something horrendous, they want to kind of walk away. Or when they know something horrendous is going on, they kind of don't want to go near it. And, like, obviously there's more reasons to it. But it is, like, a very instant human-brain connection mm-hmm. that we're like, nope, don't think about it. It's not happening. Especially with, like, ghosts and spirits and stuff like that. Like, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who are like, nope, I'm They're not going to shut think about down. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is very interesting. Maybe we should look into that as well. Indeed. You know, <laughs> giving ourselves a lot of episode ideas. Yeah. Are we done for today? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. And hopefully you'll come back and listen again. And uh, we'll get some more episodes out. And, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Cut on my butt.